Well, it's very good that we could be here. <clears throat> I hope you can all hear me in the back. If you can't hear me, can you hear me in the back? There? Okay, very good. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, so we come this morning to message number four. <clears throat> and in our time <clears throat> that we have in the morning sessions, uh, what we would like to do this morning, <clears throat> because the particular message this morning <clears throat> is quite full. And so what I will do is do my best just to summarize some of the main points and to have uh, an application <clears throat> for us to enter into the reality and the burden of this message. <clears throat> well, really, the burden of this speaking this morning is in the title. How about we read the title together, okay? Message number four. <clears throat> Could we read the title together? Okay, the first word is a very important word, and that's enjoying. <clears throat> enjoying. <clears throat> In Acts 26, 18, as you've noticed, the sequence of the meetings in the morning <clears throat> opened their eyes. I believe there was a fellowship on that, on the matter of opening the eyes, which is very important, you know, <clears throat> to open our eyes it's not our physical eyes, it is our spiritual eyes that we could see the divine things in the spiritual realm. What we are talking about, brothers and sisters, is not physical. <clears throat> it is not the physical things. It is the spiritual things in another realm. And because it is another realm, our eyes need to be open to be exercised, <clears throat> to be open to see. Not to see the physical things only, but to see the divine and spiritual things, which is in another realm. What we are speaking about, what the Lord commissioned Paul to do, is to open the eyes. <clears throat> Obviously, not the physical eyes, but the spiritual eyes. <clears throat> because there's a God of the age that blinds the eyes. And so the gospel, the good news, is to open the spiritual eyes to see something in the divine and spiritual realm. And this is the struggle that Paul had, and this is the commission that Paul had to open their eyes. It requires spiritual sight along with the divine light. Spiritual sight and divine light. This is why we need the word. The Word is the divine light that supplies us with the spiritual sight. So to open our eyes is not a small statement. That means our eyes have been blinded, even as believers. And so our eyes need to be open. Then turn them from darkness to light. This is a marvelous portion. <clears throat> I love <clears throat> this portion that the Lord gave to Paul. That we could, our whole being could be turned from darkness to light. <clears throat> I'm so happy that the Lord came to the earth as the shining light <clears throat> to the people, to all of us sitting in the shadow of darkness. <clears throat> Not just in darkness itself, but even in the shadow of darkness, the Lord came as the shining light. <clears throat> Why are we here this week? Because some light has shone into our hearts. <clears throat> You know, in Acts 26, 23, a few verses after verse 18, I don't know if you noticed that verse, but let me read it. Acts 26, 23, that the Christ would suffer 
and that he, comma, being the first to rise from the dead, would announce light. Not only is he light, but he announces light, both to the people and to the Gentiles. <clears throat> and then in Ephesians 5.8, For you were once darkness, but you are now light in the Lord. <clears throat> All the ones who were not only in darkness, but our classification and our status was darkness itself. We were darkness, mainly in the mind, <clears throat> right? But now are we light in the Lord. <clears throat> this is marvelous. And then you also had a session, I believe, on turning from the authority of Satan unto God. <clears throat> and we come, this is marvelous, to be turned, <clears throat> not just from Satan's influence, but Satan's kingdom and Satan's rule. <clears throat> When a person is in a kingdom, they are ruled by the ruler of that kingdom. <clears throat> Satan has had his hand to rule <clears throat> on this earth. But we are being transferred from the authority, from the kingdom of Satan unto God. <clears throat> then we come <clears throat> to this portion here, that they, I hope in your verses, you would circle <clears throat> these two very important words. That they, that they. <laughs> Our eyes are open. We're turned from darkness to light, from the authority of Satan to God. For what purpose? That we, that we, that we, that me, that we, that he, that she, that we, what? May receive, may receive. May receive. <clears throat> Does your word say may work for it? No. May labor for it? No. But this is what we do. We receive forgiveness of sins. And I believe you had this yesterday. But what we want to focus on this morning is not the forgiveness of sins. This is a marvelous truth and a marvelous reality that we have as part of the Jubilee but also as part of the Jubilee, brothers and sisters, we are receivers of an inheritance. I have good news for you this morning. You will all inherit the triune God. You know, my poor wife, you know, when you get married, she inherits everything that you have. Well, she didn't marry me because of my inheritance. <clears throat> you know, my wife is Brother Marty's sister. Marty, <clears throat> Marty, why don't you stand up? <clears throat> In fact, Marty and I have to give the next session also. <clears throat> and so <clears throat> we're two brothers-in-law who are actually brothers in life. <clears throat> she didn't marry me for my riches because I didn't have any. <clears throat> she didn't marry me for my looks because I didn't have any. <clears throat> she didn't. She didn't marry me for my car because I had a 1964 Ford. <coughs> I don't know why she married me, <laughs> but I'm thankful she did. <coughs> and she still loves me, amen, <coughs> even after all these years, <coughs> right? <coughs> so what is my point? I, don't, I forgot my point. <coughs> <coughs> she didn't marry me because of my inheritance, <coughs> but brothers and sisters, we are engaged to the triune God. <clears throat> and we will inherit everything that he is. 
You know, in the book of Hebrews, he is the creator of all things. In the past, he created all things. In present, he is the what? He is the upholder and the bearer of all things. He upholds and bears not only the universe physically, but even our personal universe. And then in the future, he is the heir of all things. And so because he is the heir of all things and we inherit him, we also will inherit all things. So the essence of the meeting this morning is to get this point. Number one, our inheritance. What is our inheritance? So if you look at the outline, I want to summarize it in four words. And the four words are this. They correspond to Roman number 1A and B and Roman number 2A and B. Okay. With Roman number 1A on the side to the left, put the word what? <clears throat> what? And Roman number 1.B, put the word how? Then Roman numeral 2A, put the word if. And then Roman numeral 2B, put the word through. <clears throat> this is how we enjoy the divine inheritance. <clears throat> number one, what is our divine inheritance? Well, how about we read, brothers, Roman number one, sisters, read A. Okay? Go ahead. <clears throat> We enjoy God. Amen. We enjoy God Amen. as our divine inheritance. Amen. See, uh, sisters in A. So, in this section here, what? What do we inherit? What is our divine inheritance? Our divine inheritance is the triune God himself. And it takes not only our lifetime, but also actually eternity to know what are the contents of this inheritance. Our inheritance is not just earthly. Our inheritance is divine. Our inheritance is eternal. So the word opens up what is our divine inheritance. This is why it's good to know the word and it's good to memorize the word. <clears throat> so this first section here in A is what is our inheritance. <clears throat> Let me just read one, two, and three, four <clears throat> very quickly. We need to see that material prosperity and anything other than God is vanity, <clears throat> right? And then two, we should take only God himself as our portion, not anything other than God. <clears throat> I love these verses here, and we'll come back to some of these verses. Number three, God's intention with his seekers is that they may find everything in him and not be distracted from the absolute enjoyment of himself. And number four, in our college years, we must become persons with a definite direction in our human life, and this direction should be God himself. Day by day, brothers and sisters, we are <clears throat> being unveiled by our eyes being open on what is our divine inheritance. <clears throat> you know, human inheritance, I think we somewhat understand. <clears throat> with the human inheritance, <clears throat> what do we do? Actually, with our human inheritance, <clears throat> this is something that <clears throat> we do not earn. You cannot earn the divine inheritance. <clears throat> you do not labor for you do not work on. <clears throat> Inheritance is not compensation. 
Inheritance is not something you can buy. Inheritance is something you receive. When we think about inheritance, I hope you would consider and think about this word. To inherit is simply to receive. That's what inheritance is. To inherit is to simply receive. Whatever the person gives you, it's a giving. To the person who gives it to you, it's a gift. To us, we simply receive it. What do we do with a gift? It would be foolish to try to pay for it. If you try to give me a gift, and then I try to pay you for it, then it's not a gift to you. And it's not a gift to me. But this is what we do sometimes in our Christian life. We try to earn, so-called, or we try to buy something, or we try to labor in this kind of way to gain something. Actually, the New Testament economy, the New Testament way, is simply to receive. The inheritors are the receivers are the enjoyers. The real inheritors are the real enjoyers. And the real enjoyers are the real receivers. We are receivers. We are receivers. I am a receiver. A receiver is an enjoyer. What do I enjoy? Not material prosperity. What I enjoy is the triune God and all that he has embodied in Christ and as the Spirit dispensed into me day by day. This is why in this portion here, in Roman numeral 1, we have some of these verses in Psalms 16 and Psalm 73. Maybe I can get some of the brothers to help me read Psalm 16.5. I think this was mentioned by Brother Tom last night. And then Psalm 73 is something very worthwhile to cover. So could someone read Psalm 16.5 for me, brothers? One of the brothers here. Listen to this. Psalm 16.5. Jehovah is the portion of my inheritance. Even the psalmist says Jehovah is the portion of my inheritance. So... He inherited Jehovah himself, and his portion of this inheritance was his very personal experience of Jehovah, right? And I believe it goes, and of my cup. And then in Psalm 73, especially verses 24, 25, and 26, if someone could read those portions there. Right. And afterward you will receive me in glory. Amen. 25? 25. Amen. And besides you there is nothing I desire on earth. Amen. 26. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the rock of my heart. Amen. And my portion forever. Amen. <laughs> Even the psalmist says that God is his portion forever. <clears throat> The psalmist experienced God to such a point that his identification with the Lord is that Jehovah is my portion. I hope, brothers and sisters, that after this week, the Lord would be your portion, not just others' portion because you're together. This is why we need to have a personal time with the Lord. 
Jehovah would become my portion. This is all under the section of what? He wants us to enjoy him as his portion. The psalmist there, we don't have the time to cover this, but he was confused because as he was pursuing the Lord, he was chastened, he was persecuted, he was misunderstood. Where others who didn't have a heart for God prospered in every way. Don't be stumbled. When we pursue the Lord, actually the Lord will restrict us and the Lord may limit us. That is his intention that he would be our portion. We look at others and we see others and they may be prosperous. They're not following the Lord, but materially, academically, they may be more prosperous than we are. How can that be? We're following the Lord, and we're under some amount of restriction and some amount of suffering. This is the Lord's intention, to restrict us, to learn how to enjoy Christ himself as our portion. Not just the material things, but Christ himself as our portion. And this is the real experience of the psalmist. Then, for time, let's go to point B. The triune God, who is our inheritance, is embodied in the all-inclusive Christ, who is the portion allotted to us. I believe we got last night was already covered about Colossians 1.12, about Christ, right, has our portion and the all-inclusive good land. What I'd like to concentrate on in this section is how. How to enjoy God as our portion and God as our divine inheritance is mainly found in number two. Let me read one. Our pursuit should be toward one goal, Christ. Since our goal is to gain Christ, we should forsake all other things and pursue nothing but Christ. Number two, we each must have a very personal seeking after Christ. No one can represent us in this matter. Amen. This is why we need individual time with the Lord. Individual time with the Lord. This is the first thing that gets taken away. When we decide to have an individual time, this is the first thing that gets occupied from, with other things. Not only from without, but from within. This means, brothers and sisters, that this is something real. The kingdom of darkness does not want us to have individual time with the Lord. How many young people in your generation, in your group, are actually giving the Lord half an hour a day to have a time with Him? Not many. What does it take for a young person to stop their being, to open to the Lord, to have time with the Lord? This is a great, great, what I would say, good pleasure to the Lord that you would stop and that he would have the opportunity to infuse you with yourself, with himself. That we could have this marvelous, personal, interactive translation, what, this kind of transaction with him. And then number three, we need to cultivate a personal, affectionate, private, and spiritual relationship with the Lord. I love these verses on Song of Songs. I think you're all familiar with them. What kind of Bible do we have? What kind of book is this that starts off with, let him kiss me? <clears throat> let him kiss me. 
What kind of intimacy is that with the Lord? <clears throat> Don't you like to have, <clears throat> you know, I found out, especially with sisters, <clears throat> kisses really mean a lot. I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm not trying to be, <clears throat> I, I'm not trying to, <clears throat> I'm not trying to dis distinguish anything with gender <clears throat> or anything, <clears throat> but I found out you know, I have four granddaughters, <clears throat> and they, they just like to be kissed. Grandsons, <laughs> just give me a truck. <laughs> but the granddaughters, <clears throat> you know, grandpa, grandpa, <clears throat> you know, kiss, 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 kiss. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> sometimes, brothers and sisters, I think <clears throat> that we are so complicated with the Lord <clears throat> that we feel like we don't, <clears throat> <clears throat> we are so complicated with the Lord <clears throat> that we don't believe <clears throat> that a simple kiss is good enough. Lord, I have to do something, or I didn't do something, or I did something that I'm ashamed of. How can you kiss me? This is why we need the message from yesterday about forgiveness of sins. We have to believe that every time we come to the Lord and we confess our sins, we are ready to be kissed by the Lord. Amen. Don't miss out on your daily kiss by the Lord. Amen. Why don't you put on your car when you go home, have you been kissed by the triune God today? Honk. <laughs> if you live in Los Angeles, you'll get a lot of honks, right? That means you have to kiss the Lord all the time. Every time someone honks, you kiss the Lord. <clears throat> I'm not just trying to be facetious. <clears throat> Brothers and sisters, to enjoy the divine inheritance every day is to be kissed every day. Oh, Lord, kiss me. Amen. Kiss me. Kiss me with the kisses of your mouth. <clears throat> And who did the Lord say she was? <clears throat> she didn't say, you're such a lovely bridegroom, a bride. You're so beautiful. You're so wonderful. You're ready. <clears throat> no, she said, the Lord told her, he responded to her, I will kiss you. You're just a horse. You're just a mare. Not only are you a mare, <clears throat> but you have a lot of Pharaoh's things with you. But I still will kiss you. I, I know <clears throat> people today love horses. <clears throat> I don't know that many that would like to kiss horses every day. <clears throat> right, But this is what the triune God has done. We come to the Lord with just a big horse. But the Lord comes, he loves us, and he kisses us. And what happens? After multiple kisses, we get transformed into a dove. Amen. <clears throat> How do we get transformed <clears throat> into a dove? From being a horse, don't try to unbe a horse. Just be kissed by the Lord every day. <clears throat> I really mean it. Have you been kissed? by the triune God today. It doesn't say, let him kiss me <clears throat> with the kiss of his mouth. Kisses. Lord, I'm not satisfied with just one kiss. Give me multiple kisses. <clears throat> For both sisters and brothers. You know, brothers, we have to learn how to enjoy the kisses of the triune God. <clears throat> I have to tell you this morning, <clears throat> that I was abundantly kissed by the Lord. 
But my prayer, <coughs> my concern was not so much for that. My concern was for your kisses, <coughs> that the triune God would kiss you every day, <coughs> that you would give the Lord the opportunity to kiss you every day. Amen? <coughs> this is how we enjoy the divine inheritance. Hot, it's not that hard. <coughs> it's not that hard to kiss, right? I could, <coughs> I could come to Christian, I could give him a kiss. It's not that hard. <coughs> We have to learn the try. It's not that difficult. Allow the triune God to kiss you. Amen. Will you do that? Amen. You don't seem convinced. Will you do that? Amen. You may not put the sticker on your car, but I hope you will put it in your heart. Amen. Oh, dear triune God, I cannot live without your kiss today. Amen. How can I go? against you when I know that you have kissed me. I cannot go against your love, Lord, because I enjoy your kisses more than I enjoy this. Lord, may your kisses to me become my greatest joy. This is how we enjoy. Then, Roman number two will go on. We can enjoy God as our inheritance through the Spirit and through the Word. And in this section, this is if, this preposition if. Now we have what. What is our divine inheritance? Our divine inheritance is the triune God who is actually the reality of the Jubilee, which releases us, which brings us back to our, our divine family, and which also gives us all the riches to enjoy. Number two, we have how. How to enjoy the riches is every day we get an intimate kiss from the Lord. Roman number 2a is the word, is the preposition, if. What does this mean? Well, let me read. The Holy Spirit who has been given to us is the foretaste, the pledge, and the guarantee of this divine inheritance. The spirit that we have today, the kiss, is just a foretaste that there are more kisses coming. Amen. You know, when you really love someone, right, you have the intimate kiss. You're not going to kiss anyone that you don't love. And it's the same way. The Lord as the Spirit has pledged himself as the Spirit into us, giving us this pledge, this taste, this guarantee that what? That we belong to God and that God belongs to us, that we will inherit him. This is just a foretaste. The Spirit is just a foretaste of what we will inherit in full. If, brothers and sisters, if, and this if can be found in Point number one, we can enjoy the Spirit by exercising our heart and our spirit. Here, I'd like to just let you know that our spirit is created by the Lord to receive, and our heart is created by the Lord to love, as we song, as the song 743. But I'd like to give you some practical points on this word, if. Sometimes we know that we can experience the Jubilee. And this week we've tasted that we've enjoyed the Jubilee. But we know from our experience that sometimes that taste and that experience wanes and diminishes. I'd like to give you seven items related to the exercise of our heart that may help you to continue your experience of enjoying 
the divine inheritance and Christ as your real jubilee. <clears throat> because our heart is very much involved <clears throat> in the matter of the reality of the experience of the jubilee. <clears throat> our heart needs to have a certain type of exercise. We can enjoy the spirit by exercising our heart. Just as we exercise our body, our heart needs some exercise. <clears throat> and sometimes we don't have, if these things, some of these seven items, become a frustration to us. We may exercise our spirit, but we don't enjoy the jubilee because our heart is not exercise. We have to exercise our spirit with our heart. This is the way to enjoy the divine inheritance. What stops our heart from enjoying Christ as the Jubilee? One of the items is that our heart veers towards something other than God. The first item is that our heart veers to something other than God. We come to the Lord, but because our heart is veering off, we don't enjoy the Lord. We don't enjoy the Jubilee. We just know about the Jubilee. So we have to ask the Lord, Lord, make my heart, straighten the paths in my heart. I don't want to veer after other things. Number two, a problem with our heart could be the heart is indifferent. There's no exercise of the heart. We may, in this situation, pretend because we're together. But when we're by ourselves, we don't have an exercise. There's something lacking. We don't have a heart for the Lord. If we don't have a heart for the Lord, this is something just to admit to the Lord. Don't pretend. Don't pretend by saying, yes, this, 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 and pretend with everybody else. Admit to the Lord, Lord, my heart is indifferent. My heart is, Lord, change my heart. Ezekiel 36, the Lord has given me a new heart. Lord, I do not stand with my indifferent heart. I stand with your word that you have given me a new heart, and this new heart is not indifferent. Amen. This new heart loves you. Amen. Number three, our heart could be divided. We exercise our spirit. But our heart is divided. Because our heart is divided, we don't enjoy the divine inheritance. We may know about the divine inheritance, but we don't enjoy it. To enjoy the divine inheritance, our heart should not be divided. If our heart is divided, James calls this a double soul heart. A heart for both God and something else. Customarily, it's the world. As believers, we may want God... Yet, on the other hand, we don't want him, or we want something else. <clears throat> the example that our brother gave is, <clears throat> is like a light, a light switch in the back that is loose. <clears throat> if it's loose, if you just put it in the right spot, <clears throat> the lights will be on. But <clears throat> sometimes you have to keep pressing it to keep the connection. <clears throat> and when the connection, when you keep pressing it, the light is on. <clears throat> but as soon as you remove your finger, the light turns off. We're like a light <clears throat> switch that is loose. And what this causes, brothers and sisters, this causes some contradiction and a little turmoil in our heart. So this is number three. Number four, our heart may not be absolute, right, in receiving the Lord. Rather, it becomes light, it becomes idle, it becomes superficial, it becomes pretentious. Our heart is not absolute. Let me go further. Number five, our heart is agitated. We have an agitated heart. 
<clears throat> when our heart is agitated, it is not calm before the Lord. <clears throat> it is disturbed. It is annoyed. <clears throat> when we come to the Lord, we have to ask the Lord, Lord, calm my heart. This is not just the exercise of the spirit. This is the exercise of the heart. Lord, calm my heart. Calm my, may my heart be at peace. When our heart is at peace, then we can really enjoy the divine inheritance. <clears throat> Number six, our heart <clears throat> is a heart with worries and with cares. <clears throat> we're worried about the future. We're worried about a career. We're worried about the family, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> Brothers and sisters, all this is in the Lord's hands according to Psalm 73. It's just in the Lord's hand. We have to take the Lord. We have to give the Lord everything in our future. We wait on the Lord. We allow Him, right? We don't know what's best for us, but He does. You just place yourself into His hands that are so wise. Our hands are not wise, but His hands are wise. Then number seven, we have to deal with certain coverings, hindrances, and frustrations in our heart. Our brother Ricky covered this last night, especially any kind of hidden sin that besets us, that captures us, that possesses us. All we have to do, brothers and sisters, is just be willing. Just be willing for the Lord to take care of it. Don't be unwilling. Don't be stubborn. Don't be divided in our heart. Don't let this covering and this hindrance and this frustration become a blockage in enjoying the full extent of the divine inheritance. <clears throat> it is not worth it. <clears throat> enjoying the full experience of the triune God is more than worth it, <clears throat> right? <clears throat> so these kind of things we have to <clears throat> take care of. <clears throat> we just have to be open for the Lord to deal with it, and He will deal with it. He will take care of it. We come to him again and again and again. And in time, he will take care of it. <clears throat> the other thing <clears throat> that may cause our heart, <clears throat> this is part of the last point, another hindrance may be <clears throat> our unwillingness to forgive. Right? We are just unwilling. <clears throat> Something has happened. We're just, <clears throat> this is implacable. We become an implacable person. We can't be placated. <clears throat> We're unwilling to forgive others. <clears throat> right? But the Lord's heart, brothers and sisters, <clears throat> is not this way. <clears throat> the final point in point number seven <clears throat> is that the issue of consecration, <clears throat> we're unwilling for the Lord to take everything. So we give him consent, but our consent is partial. Our consent is limited, and our consent is selective. <clears throat> right? We only give him consent on certain points. <clears throat> well, this should not stop us from coming to the Lord. This should cause us to come to the Lord again and again and again. Lord, take every chamber of my heart <clears throat> again and again. <clears throat> this is why we need to have a personal seeking <clears throat> with the Lord in this kind of way <clears throat> so we can have these kind of transactions. <clears throat> so if, 2A, <clears throat> if we allow the Lord <clears throat> to operate in such a way <clears throat> that our heart could be exercised in such a way we would enjoy the divine inheritance in a daily way, in a real way, exactly where you are. <clears throat> then concluding with point B, we enjoy God as our inheritance through the word of his grace. And the brothers were speaking about this this morning, <clears throat> about the word. One, <clears throat> this is through. This is the word through. We enjoy God as our inheritance through the word of his grace. We can enjoy God as our inheritance through his word by exercising our spirit 
to pray read the word. Amen. We love the word. We love to pray read it. To pray read the word is to eat the word. Oh, digest the word. Oh, let the word assimilate in our being. Pray read the word. <clears throat> Two, we can enjoy God as our inheritance through his word by musing on his word. <clears throat> when we pray read the word, the word will dwell in us richly as the word is dwelling in us. The word comes up within us again and we muse upon this word we consider this word we allow the word to consider <clears throat> to work in us sometimes <clears throat> young people the best way <clears throat> to get a proper night's sleep you know <clears throat> no one can sleep for us just like no one can touch the Lord for us <clears throat> we're all private and personal related to our time of sleep Right before our sleep, where are we? Well, this week we're sanctified because the brothers are going to bring us up here and help cause us to memorize verses. So you've got to think about some verses. That's a good way. Actually, to think about the word before you go to sleep may help you to have a proper sleep. It's better than thinking about all the other junky things you think about, <clears throat> right? <clears throat> Don't let those things occupy your mind before you go to sleep. This is why it's good. Just read the word a little bit. Just read the word just even a few minutes before you go to And you can muse upon the word. You can muse upon the word. And then as you're musing upon the word, you ask the Lord, Lord, tomorrow again is another 6.30. 6 o'clock? 6.30? Lord, 6.30. I have never seen 6.30 on my clock, oh, Lord Jesus. <clears throat> <clears throat> Lord Jesus, wake me up. Lord Jesus, wake me up. And the Lord will honor that. It's not this alarm that will blare, but it's, he'll say, wake up. It's time for a kiss. Kiss before breakfast. Kiss before washing your face. Amen. Let him kiss me. The Lord will wake you up. Just fill, fill your being with the word even before you go to sleep. Okay, music. Then finally, number three, <clears throat> we can enjoy God. It's on our inheritance <clears throat> through the word by singing and psalming <clears throat> the word. As the brothers mentioned this morning, we can sing with the word and we can psalm with the word. This is a good way to get the word into us. <clears throat> so I hope in conclusion we enjoy our divine inheritance. <clears throat> what, how, if, and through. <clears throat> what? What is our divine inheritance? The triune God. How? By seeking the intimate daily kisses with the Lord. If, if we exercise our heart to have a clear heart, to enjoy Christ as our jubilee, and through what we enjoy God as our rich inheritance, through the word by prayer reading, by musing, and by singing and psalming. Amen. How about we just pray two by two, and then the brothers will help us.